When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks to Madison Rising uh, providing that version of the Star Spangled Banner. Please visit them at madisonrising.com and go to freemusicarchive.org. They support the program. Welcome to Cold War Radio. I'm your host, Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the broadcast bunker in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Let's take the longest shot first and welcome Radio Norway from way up north. Come in, Radio Norway. Good evening, Hutch. Good evening, Jack. History B and Mona. Lovely to see you tonight. Looking forward to this show. And let's go to the Shenandoah Valley and welcome Jack to the program. Hello, Jack. Hey, Hutch, Cold War Radio crew, and all the fine listeners on Spreaker, a special shout-out to those in the Spreaker chat room. Good to be here. Let's welcome Mona Salama to the program from the Big Apple. Good evening, Mona. Hey, what's going on, everybody? All right, and our special guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, fellow WHBJ Digital Talk affiliate and (laughs) chairman of the Education Desk, History B. Good evening, History (laughs) Hi, Hutch. Hi, crew, and wonderful speaker chat room. Boy, do we got a lot to get into this evening, I'll tell you. Uh, let's get rid of the uh, inside baseball stuff first. Uh, the email to the show is hutch at steelcityresistance.com, the Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208. After the live stream, you can catch the podcast at the405media.com, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere on the Internet. Spotify, iTunes, you know the drill. Uh, You can also get the free Cold War Radio app at your app store, uh, whether Android or iPhone. And if you know anybody that is interested but has a hearing problem, uh, you can send them to YouTube where the show uh, has captions and it's fully transcribed. Uh, On Twitter, use the hashtag Cold War Radio uh, to get your information out to the other members of the audience, and please go to SteelCityResistance.com and catch the research room, become a Cold War Radio patron, and really support the show, or also subscribe on Subscribestar. Uh, You can contact your representative in D.C. on social media. There's two pages for that, a Senate and a House page. Uh, And if you'd like to call the show, it's Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 96022, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15226. Cold Cold War Radio. All right, right off the bat, I want to thank everybody that's in the chat room that visited uh, WHBJ during the week. I really appreciate that. I need to get more of the audience to do that as well, though. We're on seven days a week, and we've got a lineup that's growing uh, by the week, really. As a matter of fact, uh, those of you listening tonight, uh, after the show, the Chief Report will be on uh, right after Cold War Radio, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be a long night. Uh, But we're setting up several of those, and I need more of you to get over there because uh, it's a beta test and really a feasibility study. uh, And no listener, and I'm not saying we don't have any listeners, but certainly not as many as this show. So we want to make that uh, a little bit more across the board, and we'll get to that when we get to it, I guess. Coming over the wire, uh, guys, this is – I want to go to you first, Norway. Uh, New York, why am I going to you first? I go to Mona first. Uh, Nothing against you, Norway. (laughs) But I looked at those two letters, and I'm like, New York has prepared. (laughs) Okay, so Mona, it looks like uh, New York State has prepared charges on Manafort if Trump would happen to pardon him. Have you heard anything on that? 
I heard briefly about it, but like the whole news outlet is like, you know, talking about this whole nonsense of Chicago with the Justin Smalley case and um, the Roger Stone. They briefly mentioned the Paul Manafort, but I can get back to you on that. Yeah, it's something that's it's almost breaking. It's not that old, but it's something that, uh, I don't know, it just strikes me as a, a little odd. Let's go right off the bat uh, to Virginia. Edinburgh, come in, please. Five four zero. Hey, go hey, ahead. Hutch, you guys, how how are y'all doing? Doing great. What's your name? Uh, it's Kathy. Hey, I just want to call real quick before before you guys really got into the show too much, and uh, wish Jack a very happy birthday. I know he's going to kill me, but I just want to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, Jack. <laughs> what okay. is this? <laughs> Maybe I'll call you later, but I wanted to start the show off. Have a great one, guys. I'm listening. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Kathy. Oh, Excellent call. Oh, that was good. I can't hang up on her. There she hung up on herself. All right. So uh, that was a, that was a little sad. All right, Hutch, I got it. Okay, good. So basically, like, you know, the president has a power to pardon um, any person he wants, but only for federal crimes. Right. So the district attorney of Manhattan, which is a Democrat, unfortunately, is going to bring state charges. And this is, like, for, like, things like what he did. Like, Cyrus R. Vance Jr., he's been investigating Manafort with loans from received from two banks. I don't know if this case can be related to New York because a lot of his banks were Virginia-based, from what I was told. All right, well, we're going to have to follow that one because, uh, you know, yeah. the thing is, is... I don't mind that the guy got caught doing something illegal with another country when he was working with Ukraine or whatever. But to see people go after him like a piranha just because he worked for Trump, I mean, that's a little off when there's so many. And you notice that he's going to get 25 years uh, for life. A guy who kills a cop doesn't even get that type of sentence. I know. It's unbelievable. I mean, you look at this Smollett, which a I... white-collar crime. I know. It, it's, uh, it's a vengeance. And if we don't get a handle on this justice department, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, yeah. And it shows it's, if you look at who he was working with in the Ukraine, the Podesta group, right. Tony Podesta and his brother, John Podesta. And what had happened to them? Nothing. And isn't Joe Biden's son involved somehow over in that area? I mean, Oh, his, his son, I think it's Hunter is a CEO of one of the top energy companies in the Ukraine after the, you know, the overthrow of the elected government during the, Soros re- color revolution that happened, which right. flipped the government there. All right, I got to uh, I got to shift gears dramatically here, uh, just because of the nature of the program. Uh, this is coming out of Rawalpindi, Pakistan, and the report is report is from Reuters. Pakistan will respond to any attack by India with full force. The army said on Friday, amid heightened tensions between the nuclear armed neighbors, as Islamabad said it took over the base of a militant group that claimed a deadly bombing in Kashmir. Army spokesman Major General Asif Gufour was speaking a week after a Pakistani-based militant group, Jaish-e-Mohammed, claimed responsibility for a suicide car bomb attack that killed 40 Indian paramilitary policemen in the Himalayan region disputed between India and Pakistan. And those of us who have watched this for a long time, know that that report is no joke. These guys have been fighting on and off forever. And hmm. this is a, 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 
potential hot spot that could get a little bit out of hand. And I just wanted everybody to be aware of it because it's not in the news. Go ahead, Norway. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, uh, well, the rhetoric here isn't really, uh, you know, really different from what we've seen uh, at least since uh, Pakistan got their first uh, or detonated their first nuclear weapon in 1998. Um, But it is is worrying because... uh, Pakistan is a, an Islamic uh, state, and uh, yeah, with the headquarters uh, you know, of Islamabad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I mean, they have a hundred forty to hundred fifty nuclear warheads. Uh, sorry, hundred thirty to hundred forty, and and Pakistan has, I mean, India has about a hundred thirty to hundred forty, and Pakistan has about hundred forty to hundred fifty. Uh, and and the problem with Pakistan is that uh, uh, ISIS groups uh, in Pakistan, uh, militants, uh, Al Qaeda uh, operatives, uh, have been known to have access to uh, to the nuclear sites. Uh, so um, it it is a troubling situation. If something sparks. Uh, in the Kashmir conflict, uh, that could really easily get out of hand, and you know, the, just the idea is is uh, horrible because that is a a, a conflict with a, a potential to spread to other parts of the world. So uh, it's definitely uh, worrying when they have these uh, altercations, uh, which they do all the time, by the way. But uh, still, well, it's an armed border. There's no question. Uh, and I got to shift gears again. I'm trying to move through this stuff. I want to concentrate tonight on education, like we said, uh, but I do have a couple more things. And you've heard me opine about the Gateway Pundit before uh, and how they sometimes get a little carried away with the clickbait side. Uh, but they have a – so far it's up to three parts, uh, and it's uh, an expose almost. Uh, and I really – this is something I really love – about today and just the last week or so and the trend that it's going, we're starting to bring out all these things that we've known about for years. I mean, you saw Epstein, his case is being reopened. Well, this is close to that. The Obama FBI DOJ covered up Clinton Foundation. And remember this, AGT, that's the key, AGT, this corporation that was concocted between all these people. Uh, but they covered it up and killed the investigation right before the 2016 election. Uh, so I, I highly recommend that you go there to the Gateway Pundit, find the, the part three and then work your way back to part one and start there because there's documented, there's documents and everything in this report. They actually did a really good job. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Either somebody handed it to them or they did a really good job putting this together. So that's just something for you to, I just wanted to uh, alert you. That's the biggest chance that we have. That ties everything all together. That AGT ties money. It ties nuclear material. It ties China, Russia, numerous other countries. And the flow, the almost free flow of classified information, equipment, uh, and things like that to enemy countries, to China and Russia. And it's 100% Democrats. So anyway, check that out. We'll watch that develop. Uh, I hope it develops the way I think it's going to. Uh, now, Norway, uh, <laughs> the father of an ISIS bride, is suing President Donald Trump for not letting his terrorist daughter return to the United States. What say you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I mean... Uh, there is a uh, there is a debate here about um, uh, where she, she's the daughter of a former um, a diplomat, and it is a a question of when he ceased to be a diplomat. So was she born to a diplomat, or was she born to someone living in uh, America, which would make make her I think you call it an anchor baby, if I'm not uh, yeah, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but 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 that's the contention here. But but I mean the the point is mute uh, to begin with. It, it, it is completely mute because uh, if you read the 1952 McCarran Walters Act, uh, Islam is actually prohibited from uh, from U.S. immigration. That's when we had uh, men, though. That's when we had men. You know, back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, that is when America had men, and <laughs> and I mean, uh, you have this uh, fantastic act uh, that is actually banning uh, Islam from from inhabiting American territory uh, simply because a true Muslim must ad- adhere to um, the Sharia law, and and this. Uh, this uh, act from 1952 says that uh, anyone owing any other allegiance than to the U.S. Uh, government, the U.S. Constitution, and to the Republic uh, are not uh, allowed to to be U.S. citizens, and it's that simple. Uh, so, I mean, uh, just follow the law, damn it! I mean, it it isn't that hard. That's true. And uh, wrapping this segment up, I want to go to a clip. Uh, of Bernie Sanders back in the 80s. And Mona, I want to ask you, in history, I want to ask you if you think uh, younger Americans, millennials, and, and even even uh, high school students uh, would be aware enough or if this would shift their opinion at all uh, of Bernie Sanders. And I, I, really, I really wonder that. I wonder if it's... Uh, if it's too late or if this would bother them. 
I think what I learned, one of the things that I, I, I think I learned on my trip, you know, as, as a socialist, the word socialism does not frighten me, and I think it's probably fair to say that the Nicaraguan government is primarily a socialist government. You may recall way back in, when was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba, and everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world, that all the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed a society. But just because Ronald Reagan dislikes these people does not mean to say that the people in their own nations feel the same way. How do you find the sincerity of Sandinista leaders? I was impressed. I was impressed by Father Descoto because he is a very gentle, very loving man. Uh, Ortega is an impressive guy. Uh, Ernesto Cardinal is a, is a funny looking guy. He's gray hair. And he really does remind you of a hippie. Did you have suggestions for them how they could organize their um, PR a little bit more effectively? I think it's yes. I mean, I, I, the point that I try to make to many of the people that I spoke to is they're getting killed in the American media. Mm -hmm. They just cannot compete. Reagan and his people are so sophisticated. They own the airwaves, of course. Reagan, the media, every time Reagan gives them a photo opportunity, thousands. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you very much for telling us another lie. Uh, you know, the media, of course, is not allowed to ask sharp questions of the president. That's not allowed. Uh, and, you know, my point to Ortega is they are not getting their message of what they are trying to do out to the American people. And there's, there's just no question about that. Um, and they just don't have that kind of sophistication to understand how to manipulate the media as, you know, the White House has dozens of people who are trained. They are trained and well-paid people who are professional manipulators of the media. They have their contacts in CBS and NBC and ABC. That's what they're paid to do, and they do it very, very well. You know, Tager is the president of a country of three million people. They have probably one television station. They have no sophistication. They have no knowledge as to when you call, you know, they call press conferences that that the media can't even use here in the United States because it's the wrong time. You know, there's a whole science around this, which they're not aware of. They have contacts now with they've hired a public relations firm in the United States, and they're trying to improve it. But the main point is, I think, they have got to very greatly improve their ability to communicate with the average American. Um, and that's what I said. So there's this guy, and this is, uh, I'm sitting in Korea at the time. I got full battle rattle with a 50 caliber machine gun in front of me. And this guy's back here trying to give the Nicaraguan Sandinistas from Manawa, Nicaragua, uh, advice on public relations and propaganda. And then he turns around and says uh, that you're not allowed to ask President Reagan hard questions. Well, I'm old enough to remember those hard questions. Uh, Isn't he a uh, multimillionaire and has a, quite a few houses? Yeah, yeah he. I, I mean, here is a guy that hasn't held a job for the last forty years, and he has three houses uh, and a million dollars a year. Uh, how, how do you do that? He you doesn't have to do worry about the wife. Criminal. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about the wife anymore. Didn't she get convicted of bankrupting a college or something? Anyway, Mona, do you think that would change anybody's minds? Uh, younger people that support Bernie Sanders. Oh, wait, my fault. Mona, stand by. Hold on, hold on. Uh, now you can answer. No, because uh, the millennials are too idiotic to understand what the hell is going on in this world. They hear Bernie Sanders talk about universal health care and free tuition, and they don't understand the implication of it. And they're, like, so infatuated for what the things he says, not understanding that... Um, the bigger the government, the more problems will be. Do you so, think? Do you think history? This be, generation, this millennials of the twenty-year-olds, because I think some thirty-year-olds are still solvable. 
like my generation, like the ones that were born like during the Reagan era. But like after Reagan era, like the like I would say like the kids that were born after my sister, like 1992 and so. Especially 1995 and above, like they're still idiotic. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. That's why I don't know if I want to bring kids to this world because I'm scared they're going to be more idiotic than the ones. No, bring what? Bring them in. As long as they got no. a parent like you, they'll be all right. Uh, yeah. History. Yeah. We need you to bring them in, Mona. We need yeah. parents Absolutely. like you. <laughs> history. What do you think about I'm just students? Yeah, because you see? like, look at these kids. Not like, remember, yeah. like those young, um, um. Conservative, like the little black boy and that little kid, Benny, and then he went to college and then he became a total liberal. And then that little black kid, CJ, woman, and he was a Cruz supporter, a Rand Paul supporter, then a Ted Cruz supporter, then a Bernie mm. Sanders supporter, and now he's on the Trump train. Mm. Like these kids are, they just go with yeah. with the flow and they just listen to what other people say. And then the education here yeah. feeds them the narrative that, like, you know, socialism is okay, capitalism is bad. Yeah, their lack of knowledge and education is so depleted, they can't connect the dots. They don't have the background that you have, Hutch. They, they can't do it. Um, and not that I'm giving them a free pass, but honestly, our education system is at fault. We kind of just ignored it and socialists moved right on in, you know, and they, they set the narrative. They taught the kids what to think, and those kids were thinking it. And uh, I remember in the 80s being in high school and the hate that my fellow students had for Ronald Reagan was insane. Like, I didn't even get it. Like, they, could, they couldn't make sense for their reasoning for not liking Ronald Reagan. They just didn't like him. So anything that was said that was positive about him, they just shut it down because they were so brainwashed by high school teachers. Well, rap and mu- there was rap music. I, that, I remember you know, rap music, rap music talking about uh, Reaganomics uh, and just. Oh, uh, yeah. It was bad. But then there was another, my other uh, former co-host, Mr. J, used to tell me that when he was in high school down in Florida, everybody was ecstatic uh, that Reagan was president. But I remember what you're saying. I remember the trickle-down economics. They used to call it Reaganomics. uh, And that was a bad term. That wasn't a term of endearment. Um, So anyway, we're going to have to watch. I, I think that it's salvageable. Uh, unfortunately, most of these Bernie Sanders supporters don't don't have jobs and they're not, you know, paying bills and things like that. So this stuff doesn't really uh, affect them as much. Uh, but anyway, uh, it is that time, ladies and gentlemen, your weekly jihad report, 36 jihad attacks, 204 killed, 141 injured, four suicide blasts all occurring in 14 countries, the religion of peace. Atrocity of the week, 49 slain in India. Do you know how much blood on the ground that is? It's a lot. The latest misunderstandings of Islam from Iraq on the 19th. Islamists used an IED to disassemble two children on a playground. In Nigeria on the 18th, 18 people collecting firewood are brutally murdered by an Islamist group. On the 18th in Syria... Two bombs planted to kill civilians and first responders leaves two dozen of them dead. On the 17th, in Niger, four refugees are murdered at their camp by two suicide bombers. On the 15th, back to Nigeria, eight worshippers are blown to bits in their mosque by two suicide bombers. 
on the 15th in Burkina Faso. A Catholic missionary is shot to death by Muslim radicals. I wonder how the black members of the Nation of Islam feel about how many people are getting slaughtered in Africa. The religion of peace, ladies and gentlemen, one body at a time. Well, let, let, me, let me say this, and, and this, I don't care about being popular or whatever. The first thing you got to do is you got to study and understand who you're up against. And you must realize that this is not a religion that you're fighting against. You're fighting against a theopolitical belief system and construct. You're fighting against something that's been doing uh, this thing since 622 A.D., 7th century, 1,388 years. You want to dig up Charles Martel and ask him why he was fighting the Muslim army at the Battle of Tours in 732? You want to ask the uh, Venetian fleet at Lepanto why they were fighting a Muslim fleet in 1571? You want to ask the Christian, uh, I mean, the the Germanic and Austrian knights, why they were fighting at the gates of Vienna in 1683. You want to ask people what happened in Constantinople and why today is called Istanbul because they lost that fight in 1453. You need to get into the Quran. You need to understand their precepts. You need to read the uh, the Surah. You need to read the Hadiths. And then you can really understand this is not a perversion. They are doing exactly what this book says. And I'm going to close, I want to close by saying this, and I, and I think we have, we have said this all through this morning so far. Until you get principal leadership in the United States of America that is willing to say that, we will continue to chase our tail because we will never clearly define who this enemy is and then understand their goals and objectives, which is on any jihadist website, and then come up with the right and proper goals and objectives to not only secure our republic, but to secure Western civilization. Thank you. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I want to I want to just touch on two things real quick before we get into the main subject of tonight's program. Uh, one, uh, my son, my youngest son, uh, is in a very advanced placement high school. He's a junior. <laughs> he has physics, <laughs> really. Uh, but anyway, a public school, by the way. Uh, but he's being taught world history, and it's really uh, he's being challenged for about the first time in his education career in the 11th, he's all the way to the 11th grade. Uh, so he's really taking it seriously. And I talked to him today uh, and I, I asked him, he, he was telling me about all these things. And I said, well, what about the Crusades? And he said, well, it was real blurry. And, and, you know, they didn't really get anywhere in Europe or anything like that. And I was like, what? I said, and I played that clip for him. And it op- his eyes were open. He was like really focusing in on it. And uh, I think that's one of the best clips. That's what got me studying Islam was when Alan West came out and took it from the mythical and the thematic to the quoting dates and times. It just made it more real. So that was something. And the second thing I want to say uh, is when you're listening to the reports, and I don't care if it's Donald Trump or who's saying it. If you think that if we kill everybody in ISIS that it's over, you're mistaken. And I've said this for years. I've said it back when they used to say the same thing about Al-Qaeda and about all these other groups. It's not about these little groups. This is about what Alan West just said. If we don't define the enemy, the enemy's sitting right in Minnesota, ladies and gentlemen, sitting right in Indianapolis, Indiana. 
you know, sitting right uh, in Dearborn, Michigan. This is uh, something that you have to understand. Don't listen to the media thinking that it's through, and then they're going to blow up the president when something happens somewhere else, like in Nigeria. You know, don't 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 buy it. That, Norway, mm. I know you want to say something. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, Hertz. Uh, uh, and to my estimation, there this is not over until the last Muslim has left America. I know that may sound like a radical statement, but uh, here's the point: if you're a true Muslim, uh, you are obligated to um, to display uh, takia to hide your words, to hide your intentions to the enemy. Uh, and, and yes, there are a lot of what I call cultural Muslims uh, that, uh, you know, are born into a Muslim family and thus automatically become Muslim. Uh, or, uh, you know, they, they live under the death penalty. There is a death penalty. It's, it's just like... Uh, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just like uh, communism, it's just like the Berlin Wall. You need a wall to keep people in, you know. In Islam, it's the death penalty. Any any Muslim, any good Muslim can kill you if you leave the faith. Uh, so here is the point. As long as you cannot read people's minds, a Muslim is a Muslim, and you must regard that person, no matter how friendly that person is, uh, as an enemy of the state. It's that simple. And it's unfortunate, but uh, hopefully it would be nice if they could have a reformation. I don't know if it's possible or not, but it would be nice. Uh, so anyway, that being said, I want to go into our main topic this evening. Uh, and and we History B is here from the WHBJ History Desk, uh, and she's going to be involved in this heavily. Uh, we're going to play a, a clip that she provided, and it's a little bit long for this show, but that's why if you look at the clock, uh, that last segment usually lasts an hour. I gave our, I gave us an extra half hour, uh, and we're all going to talk about different segments of this. We've got to pay attention to what's going on with our education because as Mona uh, illustrated uh, and history uh, corroborated, uh, these kids don't have the background. Uh, they've never really had any, any struggle other than uh, real seriously impoverished inner-city children. Uh, but other than, and even they're well fed unless their parents are, you know, taking their aid money and buying drugs, which happens. Uh, but let's listen uh, to what Indiana is trying to do with their schools. This is one of the most insidious 
tapes I've ever, I mean, when history gave it to me, sent it to me, I, I watched it twice, man. I, I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is, remember a couple things. Education Secretary Arnie Duncan uh, and this, uh, do you know history? Do you know the name of the woman that is initially speaking in this? I think she's Republican, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, McNamara. She's yeah. Republican. Yeah, it's chilling mm-hmm. what you're getting yeah, right this, here. Yeah, this, this crosses party lines. Absolutely. Listen to what the government is trying to do to our families. We are going to talk about a serious issue here, and this is happening in all the states in the union. Amazing how many so-called red states this is happening in. We have the state of Indiana, a heartland state, uh, typically a red state. Now considering legislation, Wendy McNamara, a state representative, is basically making the argument that the schools and the teachers are now the primary parents. The stark reality of today is not the same as it was 20 years ago. I have trouble finding a parent, okay? My kids are raising themselves. Uh, so for to have the illusion that parents are going to be readily accessible, available anytime, 24-7, and I'm not just referring to the survey, I'm just referring to mental health in general, um, teachers have become the parent. Whether we like it or not, we are their first resource. And Indiana... This is a long clip, so I don't want you to forget that. Did you just hear what they said? I mean, this is chilling. Jack, you have kids in school. This is chilling. Republican, Republican promote this, basically saying that she's not even raising her own kids. They're raising themselves. I'm thinking, why don't you report directly to jail, lady? Exactly. Where's Child Protective Services on her kids? No doubt. Let's, let's listen and to the rest here. It's is about to introduce legislation that would require Indiana public schools to become mental health centers to research, to gather data, and to provide all sorts of services to our kids without parental consent that have nothing to do with education and are simply simply mental health, social, social and psychological developmental issues. They've rolled up now five abominable bills into one monstrosity called SB 266. Uh, proponents think that uh, it's very likely to pass through the Senate. And so activists are uh, you know, looking at ways to stop it there before it moves to the House. But what this does, uh, you know, in the words of an activist uh, in Indiana who's been involved in education for many decades, uh, this turns schools into mental health centers. Uh, it's going to sideline parents. And it goes along perfectly with some federal policy documents that came out in the waning years of the Obama administration, where the Department of Education and the Department of Health and Human Services described parents as, quote unquote, equal partners with the government in the raising of their own children. In fact, this uh, legislation in Indiana even has a provision for uh, using research-based evidence, so-called, um, to teach parents how to be parents. So this is getting very, very Orwellian. Uh, the few redeeming qualities the bill had, like some privacy protections, are probably going to be stripped out. So it's a nightmare. Yeah, and as you pointed out, this doesn't just start when your kids go to government schools. This doesn't just start when they're five years old. What the government wants to do is to begin using the schools to help track this stuff going back to birth of the child. Is that right? That's right. And if you read in this legislation, they actually talk about starting to gather this data and do these interventions from birth to 
age 22. And then after that, you become, uh, you know, you come under the purview of the departments of labor and so on. So this is really like the dream of the Soviet central planners, right? They, they start tracking you and monitoring you and shaping you from birth. Then they plan out your educational pathways. They, they actually mandate, they create this non-elected commission in Indiana under this bill that would establish uh, a mental and a behavioral plan for the children of Indiana that they're supposed to follow. And, at the, and of course, this commission would also define what it means to be normal. And children who fall outside of this definition of normal need to face what the legislation describes as interventions. So uh, this is a central planner's dream, uh, but it is an absolute nightmare from the perspective of people who love freedom. I go back to Wendy McNamara. Here's a woman. I believe she's a Republican. I, let me repeat yep. that. I believe she's a Republican arguing that the schools are the primary parents of the kids. In her little speech, her little soundbite, she basically says that her own kids are raising themselves. So she admits that she is a lax mother, that she's not mothering her kids. And she goes on to argue that what kids really need is the schools to be the primary uh, social, emotional, mental health providers, not the moms and dads. She actually says that moms and dads cannot be available to their kids 24-7 like the kids need. But we're going to trust now simple high school, middle school, elementary school teachers to become clinicians and sociologists and psychiatrists. And they're going to be reporting on behalf of our kids to the state and to the feds and gathering data. What could possibly go wrong with a system like this? It, it really is absolutely incredible, Duke. And as you mentioned, this is a nationwide problem. A lot of this, this is coming down from the federal government with grants and mandates. And, you know, I, I think part of the issue here is that uh, legislators like this Wendy McNamara are projecting their own flaws onto others, right? So I don't take care of my kids and the government ought to take care of my kids. Therefore, nobody takes care of their kids and the government ought to take care of their kids. It goes with this kind of ideology that uh, you and I have been talking about for years now. It, it, I think it was best expressed by Hillary Clinton. It takes a village, right? We now need the village to raise the children. Or uh, Melissa Harris Perry of uh, MSLSD or what is it, uh, PMSNBC, whatever that channel is, uh, you know, far left loons. And, and she actually went on the show and said, We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. This is don't forget that, people. That right there is the crux of the whole evening. These Democrats, these communists, they think that they own your kids. They are trying. They've already been very successful in destroying the nuclear family. But this is going even farther. This is taking the parent out of the equation. Two more minutes. Very, very troubling, this ideology. We've seen it in other places, in China, in the Soviet Union, in Nazi Germany, and it always ends in disaster. You go back to what McNamara said again about this bill and everything else. So on the one hand, we can't expect parents to be there for their kids 24-7. That's nonsense. Parents are there for their kids 24-7. Parents go to sleep when their kids go to sleep and wake up when the kids wake up. Parents are the first legal guardians of the kids and the ones who look after their health and welfare. This is what parents do. Now you're saying that parents can't do it 24-7, but the schools are going to do it. 
And here's my thought. If that's the argument, no one's talking about that. The schools are going to actually have to become places that service your kids 24-7. Remember Arne Duncan, that great quote we had from Barack Obama's uh, Secretary of Education. I think our schools should be open 12, 13, 14 hours a day. So it's not just lengthening. So 8 to 8 or something like that? Uh, yes. And let me tell you what, not just lengthening, obviously, the school day, but a wide variety of after-school activities, drama, arts, sports, chess, debate, academic enrichment, programs for parents, GED, ESL, family literacy nights, potluck dinners. At home, we attached political indoctrination. Healthcare clinics to about two dozen of our schools. Where schools truly become the centers of the community, great things happen. 12 hours a day, 12 months a year. And uh, and I would go to six or seven days a week, not just Monday through Friday. This is what people aren't realizing here. In order to enable this utopian Orwellian dream to happen, the schools literally are going to have to have a say in what you feed your kids, what time you put them to bed, what TV you let them watch, what extracurricular activities you allow them to participate in. It is undeniably what's going to have to happen. Uh, parents love their children. The government doesn't love the children, right? <laughs> Even teachers who really, really, really like their kids don't care about their kids like a parent does. So we need to get back to the idea of the nuclear family as the foundation for our civilization and get this crazy idea of government as parent out of our minds, out of our governments, out of our state legislatures, and out of our schools. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I got to tell you, if you're listening and you're a millennial or you influence millennials, uh, tell them uh, when they get put in jail, who are they going to call? Their school? Hmm. You know, uh, history, this is a stunning... Hours? Do they understand that kids can only survive a 12 to 13 hour day? It's crazy. I mean, this is, this is <laughs> something that... Uh, the like a child is meant to sleep eight hours a day. It's psychologically known that they should sleep more, like eight to nine hours a day in order for them to function. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah. History, uh, elaborate involved. on this. this. This is something that you brought to the... So, yeah, so Wednesday, I follow Freedom Project Media. And if you don't follow Freedom Project Media, I highly suggest you get on that bandwagon. Uh, you know, props to Dr. Duke Pasta and Alex Newman for bringing this to our attention. And I just passed it on to Hutch. Um, when I read this or listened to this in my notifications, I was uh, like you, Hutch. I had to listen to it twice, especially that um, the the MSNBC lady who so boldly said exactly what they want to do. And I'm like, anybody with two brain cells listening to this cannot possibly think that this is right. And Melissa um, Melissa and- per- Harris Perry. Is, yeah, is her right, name? That's, I that's think her, she yeah, was. Anyway, I think she was from CNN. By the way, I think she was from CNN. Yeah, yeah, MSNBC. She has a. She has a. She worked for several of them, but she has a advanced yeah. degree in racial and gender studies. That's her education. There you go. But go ahead. There you go. So Alex Newman, who you heard on the tape, said it brilliantly. This this idea ideology of this bill has been seen before in China, in the Soviet Union. And in Nazi Germany, this is an all out war against the nuclear family and the control of our children. This has to be fought. There are a lot of activists who are fighting it right now, and we need to be encouraged by that. But at the same time, we cannot be silent. This is so critical. Um, You know, they're no longer hiding their agenda. They are blatantly and boldly declaring what they want to do. And what they want to do is steal your children away from you. It literally that simple. So basically the children that they don't murder in the womb, they they seek to brainwash and control into pliable little co- cogs in their socialistic machine. People who will do 
as they're told for the betterment of society as a whole, this is dangerous. And if we don't start really, really talk, I'm talking when you're standing in line at the supermarket and you see kids in the family in front of you say, Hey, what's school? Like, you know, start a conversation with people, with your hairdresser who has kids in school. We've got to talk about this. If we stay silent, it will kill us. Um, so yeah, I, the article that accompanies this, I'm just going to read a few little snippets of it. Um, there's a lady, Mary Black, who's an activist and a veteran educator for Indi- in Indiana for, I think, 40, four decades. She says this, this bill puts the ownership of children in the hands of government schools through the guise of mental health and safety. And just to, to add on to what she's saying there, they're going to make it sound good. They're going to make it sound like this is needed. Our children are desperate. We there, and you know, it's not like kids twenty years ago. The situations are, you know, so out there that we we need to do this. We need to save our children. That they're going to make it sound like that, and they're going to convince a lot of people because that's what they do. But anyway, Mary Black goes on to say. she spent four decades in teaching in the classroom. And she said the mandated mental health clinics in the schools will be used to indoctrinate children with the government established right and wrong. Unlike God's laws, which never change, Black said the government's laws and views really change. Thus, the emphasis on the social emotional wellness in the bill ensures that the necessary flexibility, adaptability, and group consensus will be indoctrinated into each child and lead to the ultimate goal of those pushing this bill, citizens who are conditioned to do as they are told. Black said it was important for Indiana parents to get involved in the battle to stop the attack. This bill is anti-child because the child's God-given independence is taken from him or her, warned the veteran teacher. It is anti-parent because the parental right and God-given obligation to educate their child is taken from them. Indiana parents and children will be separated for the sake of the government. Nowhere does this bill involve the parents in the monitoring, tracking, and manipulation of their children. Instead, the legislation envisions having the government tell parents how to be parents, prescribing research-based training for parents. This fits perfectly with the federal policy documents from the Obama administration describing parents as equal partners with government in the raising of their own children. Scare the hell out of all of us. Now, there are key words that you need to listen to when you hear these educators because they're going to, I said, they're going to make it sound great. They're going to make it sound good and like it's really needed. Keywords that you need to hear from them that should stand out when you hear them say research based training, stuff like that, or data right there, you, you close the door on anything that they have to say because um, it's a bunch of malarkey. Education, I've been in it for 23 years. The word data. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My first five years of teaching wasn't a big deal. After five years in, we started all of this data collecting. I literally, in my, at my job, I have something called the data blender. And I have to put in, we do so much... I'm not going to try to try not to cuss here. But when I start talking about testing and data, I start cussing. But anyway, we do so much data collecting that, um, Hutch, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I didn't know if I was off Loud again or not online. Okay. So we do so much data collecting. We take all these tests. Literally, teaching has become teach to the test, teach to the test, teach to the test, test, reward. Teach to the test, teach to the test, teach to the test, test, reward. And so we collect all this data, ERAs, study island, journey benchmarks, uh, all this data, and we plug it into a computer system, and it stays with that kid until they graduate. This is going to do that and exponentially explode it so that it is even more data collecting. They're talking from, from birth to age 22 data collection um, on their social awareness on their emotional abilities. This is huge. And this is really straight from the pit of hell. It's socialism. And don't think they're not going to touch on the leftist hot button issues like black lives matter and white privilege and all these types of things. I just wonder, have you, have you seen any uh, of this uh, state government influence uh, in your realm, and I'm I'm not trying to don't don't get specific or anything. hundred like, percent. You mean? Oh my God! Like it, like it this runs. Indiana thing. These people that keep uh, interfering uh, in the profession. I, well, it's 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 the bureaucrats, you know. And for me, they're in Harrisburg, and everything. All the decisions that they make affect me in my classroom and how I what I have to get accomplished in a certain year's time, and like. It, it affects like my administration's decisions that they have to make with the amount of testing that we do um, on the elementary level. And I'm in a really small community, so I don't see so much the social stuff yet. I'm not saying that that's not ever going to happen because I'm sure it will. But a lot of it for me is just we're testing our kids to death. Absolutely. So, and collecting all that yeah. data. All right. Look, we have collecting uh, all the data. We have like seven minutes. Let's go around the table for comments. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Jack, because I know you have children. Uh, in school, so I'll, I'll go to you first, and then we're just going to go around for comments. Keep your eyes on the clock, folks. Go ahead. Yeah, the the the, the few things that I have to um, agree on is is the parallels between this and uh, what happened or was tried to be accomplished in Nazi Germany, controlling from birth to adulthood, and that's the whole entire formative years of a child. Um, and what they're trying to do, it takes a village. It takes a, a village that used to be what we did in the United States with limited government. Our communities took care of uh, took care of the children collectively um, with the with the folks at work. And if kids were there, you knew the neighborhood kids. You knew if they were on your side of the neighborhood and they were acting up, it's like, hey, and don't don't forget, up, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget the neighborhood church. 
Right. I mean, the church was there. I mean, it was not government looking out for your kids. You collectively were there and you were trying to raise the most, uh, you know, the, the most productive, the most successful children. You didn't, nobody wanted to raise somebody that was dependent on the government. And this is all they're trying to do. It takes a village. They, and they're trying to say the village is the government looking out for you. And if you look at um, my children, one of my sons, um, he was uh, a fast learner, and he got his schoolwork done during the class a little bit faster than most others. And then he started acting up. And I can remember I did the same thing when I was in elementary school sometimes. You know, at a couple of paddlings by the vice principal, I was like, all right, I'll get my work done, but I'll behave myself so the other kids can learn. Now, when my kids were going through, all of a sudden you start getting into this situation where you have medications being brought in. You want kids to be not acting up. All of a sudden, uh, my number one son, they wanted to put him on Ritalin, all this. My wife, or my ex-wife. I'd have lost my mind. There, I'd have lost yeah, my mind. She, she put him on it. And when he finally moved in and, and I was taking care of him and with Kathy, I'm like, you don't need this. You just need to understand that, you know, when you get done with your work, you need to behave yourself for the rest of the 25 minutes of class. You don't need to be medicated. You don't need to be dumbed down. Right. Just so you can, you know, finish this class work. So now they're going from that level. This is what 10 years ago I'm talking. And then now you're to this level where where you have a Republican representative putting forth that my kids raise themselves yeah, I can't do totally, the job. Totally ridiculous. I need government to come in and take care of my kids. That's a wrong path, folks. It is. Now now Mona, you're you're like at the at the point in your life where you're trying to decide whether or not uh you know parenthood is for you. How does this make you feel? Uh, is it is it something that we can repair or is it that that uh just unnerving that uh why go through it? I think it's unnerving why go through it. Um what you call it? I think it's going to take like a good decade or about like a quarter of a century. So even like repair all the damage has been done. Um, especially now with like technology taking over. Um, you have like these guys talking about like after school programs and keeping kids active. But yet in schools, kids are always on the computers. Granted, computers are a blessing and a curse. So it's like, it's a catch 22. So, as long as we can incorporate technology into um, helping our education, and as long as we can help build a dialect and where there's two sides to every argument and not one side is not always right, and parents are learning to be where they can, both parents can be there 100% for their kids, it's going to it's, it's be a long road ahead. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's something that... Uh... We really have to be proactive, though. We have to get involved. Norway, two minutes. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm just shaking my head here because this is when I started drilling into the material for tonight's show, I realized that America is in a whole lot more trouble than I initially thought. I mean, this is the boiling water and the frog. And it is really boiling now. Oh, you're so and, right. And, and when you look at uh, as, uh, the Indiana General Assembly, I mean, they have 150 seats. Uh, 
in in the House of Representatives. They have 67 Republicans and 33 Democrats. In the Senate, they have 40 Republicans and 10 Democrats. So they have a massive majority, and still they still they manage to to uh, it, you know even consider an Orwellian proposal like this, where the state becomes. Uh, the incubator for children and parents are completely uh, robbed of their God-given right to be parents. And when you have someone like Wendy McNamara, I I started looking into the lady and and she started out in 2011 with her voting record showing that she had 0% votes pro-consumer. She is in fact a Democrat that is elected in by by uh, by energy and and uh, oil and railroad uh, corporations, a, a a good old fashioned globalist. That's what she is. She's calling herself a Republican, and the only word I can use to describe this is complacency. 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 It is the red thread through all this. People are not doing their homework when they elect these so-called Republicans, these rhinos, into these positions. They might think they're voting for a Republican, but they're not. They're voting for a Democrat in disguise. Norway, you never cease to amaze me. Uh, what what blood type is McNamara? Did you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that good, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you, man. I mean, you're right, and it's something that uh, I've been. I'm shifting my entire uh, efforts towards the Republicans. I really am. I mean, it, it's something. It's to the point where uh, I mean, my main man came out. You know who he is. Senator Rick or uh, Senator uh, Pat Toomey, yeah, he came out and and just blistered the president over tariffs. Uh, and boy, if you guys didn't check out my tweet, check it out. I think I threw the Cold War Radio hashtag on it. But I basically mm-hmm. called I basically called him the Republican senator from Beijing because that, that's pretty much what he did. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Cold War Radio. Uh, Kind of on WHBJ Digital Talk. We're going to figure all that transition out uh, pretty soon in the next coming days. But we've got uh, Radio Norway, Jack, Mona Salama, and our special guest tonight, History B from the WHBJ History Desk. Uh, we've talked about things that are happening in the education system. On the other side of the break, we're going to break down the evil forces that are using the education system to do some terrible things. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. This is Cold War Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You are listening to Cold War Radio. One American News Network, your leading source for the latest breaking national and international news. With nearly four times as many headlines as the other networks. Straight news, no speculation, no opinion, just the facts. Complete coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One American News Network, your source for credible news. The 
very First Amendment in the Constitution of the United States of America gives us the freedom to express our opinions and ideas in many ways. Speech can be weak. Speech can be strong. Speech can be words. Speech can be song. Speech can breed love. Speech can breed hate. Speech can be poor. Speech can be great. There are so many things that speech can be. But above all else, speech must be free. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. Against the Grammy winner, I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. R&B singer R. Kelly says he'll turn himself into Chicago police tonight to face a number of sex abuse charges. R. Kelly has been indicted on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse by prosecutors in Cook County. Last week, a grand jury convened to investigate an alleged sex tape that lawyer Michael Avenatti handed over to authorities. This past week, two women testified with one providing physical evidence. The charges stem from the tape, which allegedly shows him having sex with a 14-year-old girl. Avenatti reportedly had multiple clients as this investigation began 10 months ago. Fox's Michelle Polino, the owner of the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots, facing charges out of Florida following an investigation into a sex trafficking ring. Fox's Evan Brown in Miami. Police around Palm Beach County had announced a large number of arrests in a prostitution sting stemming from an investigation into the orchids of Asia Day Spa in the town of Jupiter. And one man facing charges, they said, has quite a high profile. He owns the New England Patriots. Uh, That would be Mr. Robert Kraft. He's being charged with the same offenses as the, the others and that is soliciting another to commit prostitution. Jupiter Police Chief Daniel Kerr. Kraft is facing two counts of misdemeanor solicitation corresponding to two visits he's alleged to have made to the spa. Kraft denies any wrongdoing. President Trump today again saying he's not worried about the outcome of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian election meddling and possible links to his campaign. There was no collusion. There was no obstruction. There was no anything. So that's the nice part. There was no phone calls, no nothing. The Attorney General William Barr will ultimately decide how much of that report is made public. President Trump tonight announcing U.S. Ambassador to Canada Kelly Kraft as his new choice for U.N. Envoy. This is Fox News. This is Simon Owen. On the Fox News Rundown today, the wartime heroism of an American Air Force crew is recognized 75 years after they gave their lives to save a group of English schoolchildren. Go to foxnewsrundown.com to listen and subscribe. House Democrats are working quickly in their attempt to block President Trump's national emergency declaration. A resolution filed this morning would terminate President Trump's emergency declaration at the border. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the full House will consider the measure on Tuesday. I cannot say it enough, uh, but I do say that the president is not above the law in any way. Passage in the House is expected. The Republican-controlled Senate could also approve the resolution. That would trigger the first veto ever from President Trump. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Intelligence officials say ISIS fighters facing defeat in Syria are slipping into Iraq. Initial indications are that more than a thousand ISIS militants have entered Iraq. A guilty plea by a couple accused of starving and abusing 12 of their 13 children. David and Louise Turpin pleaded guilty to 14 counts, including torture. They were accused of severely abusing all of their 13 children, except the youngest, who was two, by beating them, chaining them to their beds, not letting them use the bathroom, bathe, or eat. This is among the worst, most aggravated child abuse cases that I've 
ever seen. Riverside County DA Mike Hestron says the children may testify at sentencing. The Turpins face 25 years to life. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. President Trump could miss out on being the 2020 ballot in New Jersey if he doesn't disclose his tax returns under a bill now advancing in the legislature. The Democratic-led state Senate passing legislation that would require presidential and vice presidential candidates to release five years of federal tax returns to appear on the state's ballot. The bill goes to the Democratic-led assembly. If the measure passes there, it would head to the state's Democratic governor. Former Republican Governor Chris Christie vetoed a similar measure. I'm Rich Dennison, and this is Fox News. Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. censored or shadow banned would you like to contribute to wounded veterans but don't know how would you like to communicate with like-minded conservatives without being trolled if you answered yes then red elephant rdelephant.com is for you red elephant is the new social media platform that will not censor or shadow ban you and a portion of your sign-up fee goes directly to the wounded warriors project rdelephant.com And welcome back to Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., your host this evening. A lot of stuff going on. Don't forget, the Chief Report's coming up next. James Chief 
talks with Rabbi Rosenberg and Trisha Flanagan tonight. Uh, we're getting better and closer to more live material. This is uh, from Wednesday, but we're in beta at WHBJ. And I got to figure out how to incorporate that with Cold War Radio. Tonight, I'm just going to leave it here. And you won't have to change anything. Eventually, we're going to have to get to the point where we can move over to WHBJ's uh, stream. It's different than this show's stream, but uh, I have to protect the program uh, as I'm going through this beta test. Uh, so I'm keeping them separate uh, for now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you heard History B's analysis and the Duke uh, report, Dr. Duke show, uh, what's going on in Indiana. Uh, now I want to talk about something that Norway and I did a, an episode where we covered the group Red for Ed. And we all know why uh, the Red was invoked, and I missed that call. I, I don't know if that was uh, important, but I missed it. Uh, they called prior to the break, and that's just how that rolls. So if you were calling the show, call back. Uh, we'll take care of you, but... Uh, we got to do things. We're trying to get to a radio format, and sometimes, not sometimes, the clock rules uh, with that uh, venue. So there it is. I want to talk to Red for Ed. I, I'm going to play a clip, and, and this is Norway even before the program uh, contacted me and said, hey, man, is, is this right? Is, is this article really supposed to be right? Uh, and, and one of the things that I do, and it pisses you guys off sometimes, I know, but that's all right. Because I know what I'm doing. You can't beat an enemy if you don't know what's in their head. Uh, oh no, absolutely. Yeah, well, no, it, it doesn't piss piss me off. Uh, it was just a little bit oh, out no. of character. So I had to ask if you pasted the no, wrong no, no, article I, I, or something like that. I didn't. So, I didn't mean I, you. I didn't mean you pissed me off. But a lot of times, I'll get things like, "Why do you keep playing that guy?" You know, it's because <laughs> you got to hear him, but you have to know what your enemy's talking about. Because they yeah. don't, they don't speak logic. They don't speak Absolutely. intelligence. No, I, I, well, you, you have some Congress politicians that uh, that sometimes uh, utter some uh, some uh, intelligent, uh, coherent, uh, logical words. But but uh, you're absolutely right, Hirsch. I mean, you can't you can't uh, take apart the few arguments they've got. Or even if they haven't got any arguments, you can't attack them without knowing what they're actually saying. So uh, I don't mind at all. Uh, I uh, I love actually debate. Unfortunately, debate seems to be uh, on the way out of society, which is a really, really bad turn from liberalism to communism. That's absolutely right. You're 100% right. And, and what I'm going to do for you now uh, is I went, to the Red for Ed website. Guess where it is? Nestled in the National Education, <laughs> the NEA website. So that's what You're you'll kidding. see. No. Uh, um, and, and I want you to listen. This, this, this dovetails beautifully on History Bee's illustration of when they talk to you, it's going to sound good. Because these people, and always, always be afraid, be very afraid when somebody says it wasn't like this 20 years ago. 
Because, yes, it was. It was like this 20 years ago. It was like this 300 years ago. You are in a job to freaking teach my kid how to read, how to write, and how to you know have critical thinking. But no, no. I want you to listen to this woman. And she is a black female uh, teacher, supposedly, in the, in, the, in the video. And if you want to watch the video, you can go to SteelCityResistance.com and go to the video clips, and boom, it's right there. Uh, and you'll see the facial expressions on this quote-unquote teacher's face. And as she cries, because she's going through such a war, uh, they're telling you that, oh, my God, the world is falling apart, and these children are going to burn in the fires of Republican hell. Uh, I want you to, this is Red for Ed. This is one of the biggest funded agencies that is trying to steal our children's minds. Very dramatic. We can't bring real change. tell me that the union is getting stronger because when you take a closer look special interests are rigging the system even if some educators fight for the smallest victories those decisions and policies never last And it's not true that we are creating opportunities for all students. Because no one is standing with us. Look around. You can't say we're raising our voice. We're leading the way. This will be our future. Unless we reverse our thinking. leading the way we're raising our voice look around you can't say no one is standing with us because we are creating opportunities for all students and it's not true that those decisions and policies never last Some educators fight for the smallest victories. Even if special interests are rigging the system. Because when you take a closer look, the union is getting stronger. And don't try to tell me that we can't bring real change. The union is getting stronger. My BS detector is going off like crazy. On this. I mean, 
This is that was smooth, Jack. Don't do that again. Yeah, yeah. That was good, though. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you know uh, uh, I, I don't know if you're if you're all uh, familiar with Lenny Riefenstahl. No, can't say that I am. She uh, she uh, made a uh, a film in the 1930s called. Uh, Triumph des Willens, or as you would say in English, Triumph of the Will. And it is, uh, it is widely considered uh, as uh, the, the most effective and technically innovative propaganda film, films ever made. And it struck me when I saw this that this is exactly... Absolutely. It is Nazi Germany all over yep. again. Now, let's, let, let's break it. Let's break it down a little bit. History, B. You saw the you saw the keywords. You saw the rigged. Mm-hmm. The rigged. Mm-hmm. The system is rigged. Mm-hmm. That's the Elizabeth Warren line. Yep. Uh, and and yep. you just see the the massive destruction and, and the struggle and the fight mm-hmm. and the want the the the, the, the uh, yeah. they want to change everything. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. They claim that teachers are angry. And and really, we're not. We're not the angry ones. We're not leading the pissed off charge. It's the unions that are angry. It's the unions that are pissed off because and they're bullying the teachers um, and using us as their fronts. Absolutely. And, you know, you throw in that dramatic music. And then of course you got the little, you know, the children sitting at their desk. Oh, she actually cried. She, she actually, she actually mm-hmm. was crying. Right. You, you so, can see the, and the, the bottom line is they're losing power and, and money. That's what's at stake. That, that the bottom line is power and money. So they're the pissed off ones, not the teachers. Jack, yeah, the, the fight to me, Jack, the fight to me, Jack is the fight. Uh-huh. To deunionize our education system. To me, that is critical. You've got this communist organization that is. Well, let me tell you one history. Can I just I'm going tell to defer to you. Thing yes. that has happened 2018. Now, this is a good thing. This is this is a sign to me that we are headed in the right direction. You know, as as scary as this as this stuff is, there's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. We. We can change this, okay? And and here's a sign. In 2018, okay, um, the entire United States of America is now right to work in the public ses- sector. So all it unionized government employees, that. including teachers, have the right to opt out, opt out of their unions. Um, that's a huge deal. Nationally. Yes, because- that's what I was going to talk about because the Supreme Court decision, I think it was Janice yeah. against something. Um, yes. He was. It was, he was the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. Absolutely. me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's and, it. And the Supreme Court said, "Yeah, you, he, you should not yes. be forced Four to five to pay dues mm-hmm. to an organization doesn't yeah. represent your position." That's big, and that's where we, as citizens, have to talk to as many teachers as we know. Because I honestly don't think that a lot of teachers know that they have this freedom. I'd love to hear from somebody uh, in your profession from Wisconsin, because if you recall, Scott Walker did all that, and now he got defeated. I wonder, are they rolling that back? Because he did all that there, even more uh, to the good than a national thing. Well, he won that there. I mean, he like you said, he's gone election. But but what he stood for and what he won 
uh, uh, via the courts was uh, a, a damaging blow to the unions. And, and the Janus decision by the Supreme Court was a huge thing. I don't know. I mean, it, I worked for the post office for a short time. And, and when that. I was there in, I think, in 87, right before I went into the Army, it was the union guys were there hammering you. You boom, you're in or you're out, you know. Uh, and it was almost like, uh, coerced. You had to be in the union or otherwise you, you wouldn't be comfortable at work. Now, one of the things um, they did at the federal level was, uh, and that's why the F in ask me doesn't really apply here is because they were, uh, throttled years ago, uh, that there's no mandatory, uh, you know, union dues for any federal worker. Uh, and there, there's no federal workers. Can, at least, no, I, I should say federal workers. I'm not sure if it's all of them, but at least the ones that worked for me, the Department of the Army civilians that were unionized, they weren't allowed to strike. The only thing that they could ever grieve about was uh, conditions in the workplace. That was it. So <laughs> most federal workers in my world never paid those dues. Yeah, why that, would you? yeah no. But I mean, the post office. It's well, state, one of those. county, you know, it asks me as the state and the county workers. It's it's the whole government, not just. I mean, yeah. The, the remember what Ronald Reagan did with the air what, traffic the eight, controllers. Yeah. Air traffic controllers. They were the unionized things, and that was a, a huge victory because they never thought that the president would shut them down like he did. Norway uh, from thirty thousand feet. One of the reasons that I think. Uh, the battle that we need to join today is to uh, get educators where to get unions out completely of the education of the public education. I'd like to see public education go away myself. Uh, but that being said, uh, that would never happen because there's too many people that wouldn't be able to afford education. But uh, I think the deunionizing is where we need to go. I mean, everybody that has studied anything involving labor unions understands that there's two common denominators in labor unions. And one is the mob and organized crime, and the other is communism. Mm, mm. I, I, I would say the only union I have come across, and this is a little anecdote, but it might be a road to to lessen union influence or, or get rid of it altogether. But the only union I have seen that has really low fares uh, that is working uh, fairly and squarely both with employees and and uh, and employers uh, is the Danish uh, Christian Union. <laughs> and the well, that's a different aspect. The, uh, uh, yeah, the funny thing about uh, this Christian Union or CRIFA, as they call themselves, is that uh, they're actually diminishing the overwhelming power of the socialist slash communist. Uh, unions in Denmark because they, they're simply out-competing them on, on price. I mean, they're the cheapest uh, union in Denmark. Uh, they have a good moral uh, and they're, 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 uh, they're competing with, with, uh, with the bad guys, so to speak. Uh, and of course, I, I mean, there are cases where you as an employee uh, can get in trouble with your employer uh, and that needs to be solved. I think that the uh, dissolving unions altogether would be the best solution. But, I mean, uh, if there is a guy out there with some money and, and will to invest, I mean, start a Christian union 
uh, in America. And I mean, the Danish uh, Christian Union, they have gathered people from all walks of life. All kinds of, of, uh, of workers are, are flocking to that, uh, uh, to that union. And I, I know a lot of people that, that aren't Christian that have joined that union because they have such good terms and they're out competing uh, the really bad, rotten uh, union system in Denmark. So, I mean, uh, I think that we, we, we should kick unions uh, out altogether, but uh, a good start would be out competing the bad unions. Right. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, the actual concept of workers getting together, uh, you know, uh, to exert some influence, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But I do think that the established unions that are there now uh, mm-hmm. should be investigated by RICO, under RICO statutes, mm. uh, because I can tell you, I, I, I could prove to you uh, some of the things that the unions have done over the years that are 100% criminal and have nothing to do with the workers that they represent. Uh, Las Vegas is a good example, uh, and the uh, East, or the uh, Middle States Union, uh, what's the name of that thing? Anyway, the Truckers Union, Teamsters, Teamsters, Teamsters. yeah, Teamsters. I I mean, that fund right there built Las Vegas, and thousands of people were murdered over that. But anyway, uh, Mm -hmm. that being said, I want to I want to get into uh, this Red for Ed movement. I I want you to remember uh, something. Uh, Let's see if I can uh, get to this where I want it to be. Uh, There is uh, a correlation between the 2016 election. Uh, and the strikes that you're seeing uh, in the education unions today, uh, what began in West Virginia, Oklahoma, Arizona, Kentucky, and North Carolina is continuing across the country as educators and their students make their voices heard for strong public schools. And this is from the NEA website, ladies and gentlemen. For as little as $3, NEA members can support states in their work actions by making a contribution. Donated funds help pay for the signs. Now, just remember this when you see these grassroots protests in the street. They had one in Arizona that had, man, thousands of people at it. These people have the ability to bring the people to the streets because... For as little as $3, NEA members can support states in their work actions by making a contribution. You don't think that was coerced? Uh, (laughs) Donated funds help pay for the signs, the water, the pizza, the or let me uh, add, the buses, uh, the payoffs to your company so you don't have to be at work. Uh, Perhaps that ad that you played. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. The organizers supporting people on location and everything else it takes to run a statewide action. And guess who's leading this? I mean, we're Arizona Educators United because educators mean so much more than just teachers. It's everyone who impacts a student's life, from counselors to pre-K teachers to speech pathologists Paraprofessionals, what the hell is a paraprofessional? And more, said Selena Matern, a teacher who is leading the Red for Ed movement at Boulder Creek High School. 
These are all educators, many with master's degrees, who are not involved or mentioned in the recent proposal. They are vital to the education of our children and students. And when you go through this, you can see all they're trying to do is collapse the damn state. I mean, they want top money for everybody involved in the school at all. And I mean, these people, they make competitive wages already. They're, they're in the high 40s in Arizona. And I guess they want to go even farther than that. Some of their demands built into the salary schedule at the district level mandated by the state, competitive wages for all classified staff based on inflation rate of previous year. So that's going to have to create another job just to figure that out. Aimed to well, pay- you know, I mean, they're already talking about these people need to be uh, child psychologists, uh, educators, and, you know, uh, medically uh, qualified psychological geniuses. So, hey, they deserve more money, don't they? Uh, much more. Honor years of experience in school district employment. Return school funding to twenty thousand to two thousand and eight levels, decrease class sizes to twenty three, provide twenty first century resources and curriculum materials. Buy everybody an i seven uh, computer. You know, every <laughs> single person, even the janitor. No, wait a minute. I have to enhance this. No new tax cuts until Arizona per pupil spending. Reaches national average. Orange man bad. (laughs) Reapportionment of tax revenue should not hurt programs that help the low socioeconomic status families and individuals that the Democrat Party policies produced. I added that last part. Uh, Yearly raises until Arizona teacher salary reaches the national average. Tax revenue should be generated from sources that are... You get what I'm saying. This has nothing to do with the children. Money, but, money, money, money. That, that, that's exactly money. right. Power, power. And now, the piece de resistance of the program tonight. Everything uh, that we've put forth other than the mental health theme of history's story, although it is part of this too, because you got to start them young to get them to be stupid as they are today. The Red for Ed socialists organizing teachers to turn purple states blue by 2020. That's what all this is about, ladies and gentlemen. That's why West Virginia, Arizona, you heard the states, they had close election results in all but West Virginia. This whole thing, all of those points that I just mentioned, and I didn't mention them all, but they're all anti-Trump points. That's what this is about. Norway? Yeah, I, you know, when, 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 uh, when I started drilling into this story... <laughs> Uh, there, there, there were there were so many points that came up. I, I, I simply, I, I don't know where to start. But that, that's why I had to dedicate the whole show to it. It's the only way yeah, to do it, and we might yeah, have to uh, do another one. Yeah, I mean that uh, uh, when you look at uh, here, you have another Republican 
Governor Doug Ducey, right? Exactly. Uh, he, he, you know, he bent over backwards for these communists because that's what they are. These union unionists, uh, they are communists. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. So he, the state uh, barely had enough funds to to uh, for for the for the schools uh, in Arizona, but he commits the states to nearly a billion dollars in new obligations uh, for a state the general fund. Uh, and and they ca- you know they they can't uh, they can barely uh, sustain existing programs. I mean, what 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 do you what do you need a Republican for if they can't even balance the budget? It's ridiculous. It, it is, and I mean, teachers' unions in the United States have become increasingly aggressive since early 2018, launching strikes in West Virginia, Arizona, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Los Angeles. I don't know why they say, okay, it's Los Angeles, and then they comma California. I guess they think Los Angeles is a state. And Denver, Colorado, okay, there's two of them, spurred on by a social media campaign known as hashtag Red for Ed, which was launched in March 2018 by Noah Carvelis, a 24-year-old left-wing political activist mm-hmm. in just his second year as a public school teacher in in Arizona. So he's basically uh, a guy with nothing in his head. He hasn't been here long enough. Uh, but, but the thing that really bugs me about this, we all know what the red means, and it's not Republican. It's communist. Hmm. And it is such a shock to me as I was doing the research for this, and I typed in red for Ed. Guess what the first uh, result was? You're not going to believe this. Amazon.com to buy Red for Ed apparel. And if you click it, and I think I put it uh, in the the video page on the website. I'm not sure. But all you have to do is just Google Red for Ed. And Amazon.com is selling. You can get hats. You can get aprons, you can get T-shirts, you can get signs. I mean, this is sickening. It really is. Uh, yeah. If you look back, you look back. Did, when did uh, I think it was during the Reagan uh, administration when they switched the colors of Republicans from blue to red and the opposite from Dems because. Reagan won the election with no, so much no, no, no. of a massive. <laughs> the the reason why why the Republicans ended up with the with the red color uh, is a a really weird story. But uh, I I think it we're uh, back in in the late seventies, uh, beginning of the eighties when uh, when they started using um, uh, color coding, they, they had the computer graphics. Uh, so they started color coding uh, the computer graphics on on who won and who lost, and it was CBS or NBC. I think one of those two uh, that by chance chose maybe by chance chose the red for Republican and blue for for Democrat, and it's stuck ever since. I don't know, but uh, the most important takeaway from this entire uh, program, as far as politics goes 
is if you take a look at the Electoral College map, it suggests that a highly focused effort of mobilized Red for Ed activists could have a significant impact in 2020. Now, don't forget, and you can go to the website and look at this show's, this episode's post, and there's a picture of these Red for Ed people in the streets uh, in Arizona. And this is not something that we need to take lightly, folks. This is a direct attack on President Donald Trump. The heightened political activism of teachers unions in the Red for Ed campaign has the potential to swing the outcome of the 2020 presidential election in several key battleground states. Remember them? Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Pat Toomey. You're doing a great job, you moron. Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Colorado, where margins of victory were very narrow. Uh, this is important stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Just get touch. Can I just say one little thing? You can I get emails all the time from my union about who to vote for. No doubt. All the time. And But they, uh, how many of them were for Trump? Oh, zip. Right. Yeah. Of course. And then you look, what is it, over 93% uh, negative yep. coverage by the media since yep. he was elected? Um, and if you look uh, at, at, at Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan mm-hmm. even, um, those were states that Clinton failed to even make a presence. She basically thought that she was going to be handed that. She yeah. didn't even have to show her face. Trump went there the last day before the election. Trump had five rallies. Ended up in Michigan on election day at like what twelve one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. so it's, that's uh, how close it was, folks. Yeah. Well, I I, I I think that the, the, the big warning here is uh, what Hutch uh, says. I mean, the, this is uh, this grassroots campaign. I mean, they are they are aggressive. They are up in your face. They're well organized. They have mm-hmm. money, and God knows where where they got get the money from. But I'm, if you ask me, I'm betting China. I uh, mean, yeah. uh, we've covered this on 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 uh, uh, Cold War Radio before. And if I should uh, should put the money on where where the actual money uh, originates from originally, it would be China. And I mean, uh, if you look at this guy, this uh, Noah Carvelis. Uh, I think he's 24 or something like that. He graduated from the University of Illinois with a teaching <laughs> degree in 2016. What? Yeah. Just a few Just months two years. before Donald Trump was elected. Right. Was one of, Chicago machine. Was one of those activists, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, he uh, the FEC records indicate that he made small donations in 2015 and 2016 to uh, Bernie Sanders for president campaign, mm-hmm. uh, on which he also volunteered. And then he moves to Arizona, and within two years he is, uh, uh, you know, uh, top of top of the heap. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the AOC of Arizona. You yeah, know, exactly. That, that, this is this is a phenomenon that's going around uh, countrywide. Is, uh, hold on, Norway, a, Norway. I'm gonna, I'm going to move yeah. into your segment in a second, but before I do okay. that, my last question I want to ask history, and this is kind mm-hmm. of sensitive, so answer it however you feel like it. Do you think any of your colleagues uh, are intimidated by the oh, by yeah. the union system? 
Oh, yes, definitely. Um, even though we have the right to work and there is, even though we have that, there's one teacher in my building that is not part of the union. Um, we are constantly told, you know, you're paying these dues and they're there to protect you. We're constantly told, like, you know, if ever you would be sued, you know, your union's got your back. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of intimidation. Now, on my level, elementaries, we're, I don't know. We're like the nobody's at the bottom of the <laughs> pile. But Good place to the be. The high school teachers, <laughs> yeah, safe there. The high school teachers are much more um, dogmatic and much more liberal and outspoken just from my personal experience. And that's just in my, my school district. I'm sure it's different everywhere. Well, I know in, yeah, in mine it's – Unions uh, are bullies. The, the younger uh, teachers – that just get out of school, like mm-hmm. the guy we were just talking about, mm-hmm. they get pushed into the combat zone yeah. schools. Yes. You know, the longer yes. you have tenure, then you start moving into mm-hmm. where, where you are. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but most teachers just kind of stay quiet. They don't make waves. Like when we go to the union meetings, stupid stuff is said. Oh, yeah. And, you know, people don't talk about it. They go, they go back to their classrooms, they go home and they vote the way they want to vote. You know, they quietly do what they do. I think a lot of the teachers at my building secretly voted for Trump. Um, I know for a fact that three did. Um, and I think a lot of people did that just didn't speak about it. I know so, Tom, Tom Fitton was looking into uh, a lot of uh, yeah. uh, election uh, fraud and things like that. Oh, yeah. And, and uh it's I, I I I sent him. A, I I I I didn't. Yeah, I did. I retweeted him, and I said that you know my county here said that Hillary Clinton won by a hundred thousand votes. Look into that, and man, it mm-hmm. got retweeted a bunch of times. I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see these pricks go to jail around here. Can, I would. I just want to give props to Marlene. She sent me this fantastic article from American Thinker, and I'll put it in the in the chat, but it, one of the little things that it says in there is about education. We need to heed the wisdom of President Obama, become a community organize, organizer. As Obama urged, get in their face. We, yeah. need to, we need to do the same thing. We need to do it right back at them. I mean, uh, that, that's pretty That's pretty right. I mean, uh, community organizers, uh, scumbags that they are, they get results. There's no question about that. Norway, mm-hmm. Norway John Scotto had an article in the same publication that history's uh, referring to, the American thinker, and I guess they're abusing our children in schools. Yeah, uh, just a short comment. I I mean, guys listening to this, everybody listening to this show, uh, take note of the the name Noah Caravellis, the guy from Arizona. I saw the the speech he made in... uh, during the socialist uh, 2018 uh, event, and it struck me immediately. I have seen this before, and where have I seen it? I've seen it through countless of the videos I watched of Hitler's speeches. So I actually contacted Bombard's body language, uh, gave them a few pointers, and asked them, do you agree with my assessment? So I'm looking forward to to hearing what, uh, what they say. But this is a fanatic... He has gathered a an, an enormous following in Arizona, and he, he's on the march in, in other states as well. And this could be a threat against the 2020 election. Okay, so into progressive child abuse in the schools. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually not sure if 
I had this idea that we might have covered this uh, on on an episode uh, of Cold War Radio before, but I think this article uh, written by John Scotto uh, on July 13th, uh, 2018 in uh, The American Thinker, uh, titled Progressive Child Abuse in the Schools, is so brilliantly written that... uh, you know we can uh, we can repeat it uh, uh, in the last few minutes we have until the heartbreak is coming up and and uh, you got a lot of know, time man you got a lot of time yeah yeah uh, many many educators uh, quote unquote uh, today sadly have become indoctrinators uh, and educators and professors who teach students to use logic and critical thinking are doing god's work Teachers uh, who spur cognition and who encourage students to question, to read, and to investigate all points of view are truly teaching. On the flip side of the coin, we have teachers who now subscribe to methods of leftists' indoctrination and who are currently using this indoctrination as a weapon within the classroom. And I mean... uh, this is this is uh, at the core of what we're battling with here because uh, when you teach your children, I mean everybody that's an educator. I mean you're an educator if you have a, a child, a grandchild, a, a nephew, a niece. You're an educator. You need to make sure that that child is taken care of and getting the right education. And by the right education, I mean learn them to ask questions, critical questions, learn them to use logic and how to think and how to, you know, not swallow everything they're force-fed with. And I mean, we, we looked at the story earlier to, tonight uh, that uh, history uh, be brought um, with, with this uh, Indiana education bill that seeks to, to mentally health control all kids I mean, they should put up a a uh, a camera in the classroom, pointed at the teacher, and every parent should have a right to watch that teacher in action. Absolutely, that is the kind of control we need. You're right. We don't need to control the children. The children needs to learn basic civics. They need need to learn basic mathematics, basic language things they can use further on in life and they need to to uh, learn to use logic and critical thinking but i mean when you look at how bad the especially the public education system but i've seen a lot of private uh, universities colleges uh, and way down to to high schools and to elementary schools i've seen so much uh, so much of this leftist lunacy uh, gripping private schools as well. It it is really really scary, and and you you have this all the way to the top professors in education in America today, trying to scramble and rewire the young minds, uh, and 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 it's it it is uh, it is really really scary. And I, history be mentioned that that you have a leftist controlled bureaucratic system uh, of education as. Uh, taken full control. I think that children needs to be put to a test once in a while to see how uh, well uh, the knowledge is, uh, how how good a, a knowledge retention you have. Uh, do you need, uh, uh, you know, uh, course corrections? Uh, does this child, this specific child, need some more extra attention? That is fine. 
but you know you you, you can't test them to death uh, because when you do that it becomes a school for the bureaucracy it becomes a school for people to sit there and make fancy statistics then the school uh, fails to do what it's there for teach the children and i mean parents american parents that there is the word again complacency 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 uh, people are complacent when it comes to electing politicians that that make the rules for the for the public schools they're complacent about what the teachers are doing to their kids i mean you got to snap out of this if you don't snap out of this uh, nothing else matters because you will have lost the future all right so uh chat room is not working marlene from eugene what's on your mind oh i just listened to this uh, interesting conversation um i won't be too long i uh, understand about the, you know, the whole idea of the teaching to the test i think i remember that not so much when i was in school but shortly after and then uh, that article that i admit gave to history be about uh that was a real good one. I won't ruin it for everybody, but basically what they were saying is that uh, the kids aren't as smart now as they were, you know, 40 and 50 years ago. And uh, they were mentioning uh, the combin- let's see, the, uh they were talking about education and the media, you know, and how those two things kind of work together to uh, kind of dumb down the kids. And then they also talk about a kind of a communist influence. It was pretty intense. Sounds but, like um, it. Mm. it was. This is a a pretty serious subject matter. I, th- I think uh, it's very serious because what these kids are getting now is I see them getting not so much an education but an indoctrination. I really do. Yeah, I do and too. It's, I know it's clear. You and I were in school was a little different, but now you have children of uh, of your own, uh, Marlene. No, I don't, Norway. I don't. History. Uh, you wanted to chime in. Oh, I was just going to agree with Marlene. It's indoctrination. I was just going to say, yay, that's true. Yeah, it is. There's <laughs> no <laughs> question. <laughs> it's Very true. Goebbels University. Well, well, what yep. if you, uh, <laughs> no if, kidding. <laughs> Marlene, if you, if you, uh, if you were, were the boss of the system, what would you do to, to uh, make it better? Um, I would, I think I really would get rid of the unions. I think Hutch is right. We don't need those, we don't need them. But I would also, on a more practical level, even if we couldn't get rid of the unions right away, I would insist that uh, kids get get taught this, get taught real subjects, you know, math, reading, writing, language. How about civic, what the Democrat you know? Party is and what the Republican Party is? Why is that <laughs> off <Right>. limits? <laughs> Why in the hell is that off limits? That would fix the country in freaking 48 hours. That would shock the snot out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, teach these kids what life is really about. I mean, yeah, let them know know, that there really are two parties and teach them the history that the kids aren't getting anymore. Maybe some pictures, maybe some pictures of Venezuelans eating dog food would be good. (laughs) You know, or something like that. Yeah, I've got something to toss in right here near the end and uh, I went and looked because I know in Virginia, Commonwealth of Virginia, when they instituted the uh, lottery, right? Scratch offs to the mega millions and all this. Hell, we got casinos here. Supposed to go 
to mm. education in the state. Mm-hmm. So before the show tonight, I went to the Virginia Lottery and looked at their financial statements. Um, and the last ones I could see was fiscal year 2017 and 27 or 2016. Both years, by mandate, by the law, at the end of the year, each year they shifted almost six hundred million dollars to the coffers of my state's education fund i haven't gone further to see if that was budgeted in but that's that sounds like a hell of a lot of money that buys the water that buys the pizza (laughs) that buys hey marlene thanks for calling marlene i gotta go man i gotta go see you all right i i forgot something i forgot something tonight i forgot winners and losers so we're probably going to go late, and one of these days uh, we're going to have the discipline to stop when we're supposed to, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, tonight, I want to go with winners and losers. Let's start with Jack, and we'll work our way around the table. If you don't have winners and losers, just tell me, and that's cool. Jack, winners my and win- losers. Yeah, my winner this week, I saw uh, President Trump presser with uh, you know the Chinese and yeah. our trade team today and the trade team said that the chinese came in and they said they're going to stay over the weekend adding two more days to this so i have hope so uh that there's going to be a successful deal coming at the end of this uh u.s chinese trade thing and if that comes to fruition we're in great shape so uh that's my winner is the united states trade team that's lightheiser loser john brennan Saw a clip of him on uh, Andrea Mitchell, who just happens to be one of those folks that's tied into the nepotism of the swamp. Uh, wife who, who's of she married to? Former Fed chairman Alan Greenspan. Oh, my goodness. Get a visual of that, ladies and gentlemen, when they're yeah, real hello. close that night. Turn the lights out. Oh, that's uh, But, yeah, John Brennan was uh, I like the asphalt saying, candle. Saying the president is incompetent and he does not deserve to be in office, and he's preaching to the Republicans to hopefully come to his side. His, uh, you know, he has no security clearance. Uh, he's his rug is wearing out, and his commie <laughs> is full blown out there. So, nice. uh, folks, John Brennan is a traitor to this country. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Should be yeah. executed. Mm. From the history desk of WHBJ uh, affiliate, you can listen to her uh, educational segments on sun- on Saturdays. Uh, history B, winners and losers. My winner is seven-year-old Benton Stevens, a little Texas boy who started a hot chocolate stand of raising money for Donald Trump's nice. wall after he was inspired after watching the State of the Union address, and he begged his parents to do this, and he really got backlash. He was even called a little Hitler, but the guy <laughs> stood strong in the face of the enemy. Gotta love it. Uh, my loser is social media in general. You got on Twitter, you got Brian Krasenstein, who just admitted that he's paid for his anti-Trump tweets, and the higher-ups there are paying them to do this like they go on. They have to sow division to take over Trump's tweet feed, and they're they're told to post so that their posts are at the top. And then you got Instagram, who um, their higher ups are censoring memes, making fun of Jesse Smollett. Um, but the biggest culprit is Google, who's trying to suppress the other side of the argument 
They don't want you to have a well-rounded opinion. They want your own their opinion to be your opinion. So they now have this thing called GPT-2 language prediction system. This blew my mind. So they're actually trained. There is a, a computer that's trained to respond to verbal and written responses. And it's what it's doing is it's not deleting your words, it's drowning them out. So what this computer's doing is it's writing auto replies. So it's drowning out real human replies. So the mis-messaging is going to be off the charts. If you want to know more about it, watch Justice Knight. He has a great video on it. All right. Uh, Norway, winners and losers. And I know you picked your winner a long time ago. And it was appropriate. <laughs> yeah, four days ago. Uh, my he called it, ladies and gentlemen. He got on social media. You guys don't I get this dibs. one. This was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Good move. I called dibs on this one because, I, I mean, this week's winner must be the former CBS employee, Lara Logan, that uh, committed Mm -hmm. professional suicide by calling out the media for their left-wing bias. (laughs) And I mean, of those uh, 2-3% of journalists that still have some journalistic integrity, I wish you all, uh, everybody would get up and march with Lara Logan. And before before you get to your loser, uh, I just want to ask you, uh, and that's just a way to expose it to everybody. Uh, did you uh, listen to her interview on Mic Drop? I mean, she brought details of her sexual assault out that were not previously uh, brought out. I mean, when she went on 60 Minutes, I mean, it was a little bit graphic, but not like the one she gave to Mic Drop. Okay, I didn't see that part. Well, I, it, I it, it explained, the, it, it illustrated how long she was sexually assaulted by these Egyptian animals in Tiananmen, not Tiananmen, in uh, yeah, yeah, the, in square, the square there. In the yeah, square, right? That was that's really oh, round. Uh, it's really round, uh, but they call it a square. Tahrir square. That's it. And uh, yeah. a brutal Arab hours spring, long, right? Obama's yeah, Arab Spring. Absolutely, your loser. Norway. <laughs> my loser, uh, my loser has to be. I, I, I know I, I, I can't top uh, history's winner. By the way, fantastic pick! Uh, what a great little guy, seven year old, uh, getting money for the wall. Fantastic spirit. Uh, my loser, unfortunately, uh, must be the children of the United States. Uh, I mean, the children of the Western world, even, because look at what those little minds are battling with every day. Lack of morals. They're constantly indoctrinated. They're force-fed with, uh, I mean, they're plugged in 24-7 into these social media, uh, 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 brainwashed. And and when they're acting out, because uh, this is too much for them, they're doped down by the globalists. Globalist uh, pharmaceutical industry, and you're, and you're so, so unfortunately, you're, in my prayers, are this week's loser the children. But let me let me uh, lift up your hopes a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. And I am speaking to the men of America right now. Too many little children are being raised by women. And God knows I love women. Every one of you. 
But these kids, imagine especially a little white boy that is going through this madness right now. If you don't intervene, intercept, and help with his education, if you let the communists in the government education system form his mind, he's lost. He's lost. If you're a parent of an American, and and I, 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 I stress the boy part, not because that the girl part doesn't need to be worked on too, but they are destroying American men. American men have to be able to be American men. And the government, the leftists in the government, the unions, the feminazis, and everybody else is trying to turn your son into something that he is not. He is an American man. Buy him a gun and teach him how to shoot. And let me go ahead and earn the explicit tag. God damn it. Do it. Because it's the only way that we're going to succeed. The American man is a unique entity. And if we lose him, we lose the country. Thanks for putting up with me, but sometimes I got to rant. My winner of the week is Nick Sandman. Nick Sandman, a young American uh, senior in high school, in a Catholic high school, had to resolve to stand his ground against a fake Indian Vietnam War veteran, a stolen valor operative who has been at every single national protest Over the last five years that you've seen, he was at Occupied New York. He's been everywhere. He stood his ground, and guess what? In about a year, it might take two. Because he was raised properly, because his father was in his ear and taught him how to deal with an adversarial situation like a man, which he did, and he's not even a man yet. He is a millionaire. God bless the lawyers suing the Washington Post. My loser, the Washington Post. An evil operation that tried to destroy a young white American boy for doing nothing wrong. That's all I got, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go around the table. For final comments, let's go to Jack. Hey, thanks for tuning in. It's uh, always great to be here with this crew. Um, excited for what you're doing with WHBJ, folks. I hope you share it with some of your friends. There's plenty of great shows. I listened to a few of them uh, last night. Uh, we're trying to go 24-7 uh, with your support, so please hang in there and promote MAGA. Uh, we'll see you on next Wednesday. Thanks, Jack history 
Hey, thanks for having me on. This was awesome, fun. Love everyone here. Um, I love what's happening here. You're, we're uniting. We're talking. We are spreading the truth. And we're winning. And that's how we fight. So it's a good thing. How can people get in touch with your, uh, at least tell me, your YouTube channel? Oh, yeah. Just History B YouTube channel. History B, all one word. And Twitter is History B one. I'm on that red elephant thing too but i haven't figured that i have to work on that yeah me too and i actually <laughs> went there today and or yesterday and i uh man i approved a lot of friends man great stuff rdelephant.org oh, uh, and so thank, you so <clears throat> thank you so much thank you so much history for uh giving us this time i know you're real busy and like i told you before and it stands all the time uh you're always you always have a slot here ladies and gentlemen history be uh, an affiliate of WHBJ Digital Talk and the chairman of the Education Desk. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, Hutch. And to my wingman, Norway, you're up next. <laughs> chairman, she's the editor. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Not the media term. A fantastic show, Hutch. I mean, uh, wow, did we cover a lot of ground today and uh, mostly education uh, related, uh, which is. Uh, like we've said time and time again here, this is the boomerang that's going to hit uh, America like a freight train unless uh, people get involved and, and, and uh, you know, get into the fight here. And I agree with uh, History B. I think, uh, I think we're, uh, we're moving some points here. I wish that people listening to this show would share the show on your uh, social media, uh, hook up with us on our social accounts and... Uh, and at least uh, retweet, repost, uh, and share the, the show when, when we're uh, sharing it. And uh, uh, my final comment must be uh, to Jack. Happy birthday, brother. Fantastic <laughs> uh, that, you, that you came in and, and took, uh, took some hours out of your busy birthday schedule. But uh, uh, love the show. Love you guys. You are a fantastic crew. And so is the lovely audience we have uh, in Spreaker and all around on our other media platforms. And uh, looking forward to Monday, Hutch. All right. God bless. God oh, bless hey. you. Uh, hey, I am hey. at Norway for the room. There you go. <laughs> on Twitter, Gab, and Facebook. I, I need to write that down. I forget that every time. And that's Norway 4 with a number 4. There you go. At least when you forget it, it's just that. When I forget it, I leave the the button closed and somebody's talking and nobody hears them. But then I go over and <laughs> so we still need a producer, but we're working on that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening to the program. Thanks to all of our, oh man, experts, uh, our co-hosts and thanks to everybody in the chat room. Let me give a special shout out to Rocky, who is, uh, uh, just, uh, that's my sergeant major. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you, he, he, when I screw up, he puts it in my ear, baby. Don't do that. All right, Rocky. All right. Oh, we got some powerhouse listeners out there You're in the damn chat right. room as well. Oh, yeah. Damn right. Uh, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. The chief reports up next. That's one of my favorite guys right there. That guy right there. You're going to hear him coming up. He's going to talk to uh, Rabbi Rosenberg and Trisha Flanagan. And he's going to be a regular, along with uh, Awesome Cast. We have Awesome Cast. We have the Wrestling Mayhem Show coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we have Steel City Resistance replays. Uh, we have 
the Smith uh, Smith Radio. Uh, we also have Dan Adams. The Dan Adams Show uh, is rolling. We have Mark Schwartz. We raised the Stars and Stripes over Japan. A Radio with the uh, Morning Moment uh, from Canada. Did I miss anybody, guys? Who'd I miss? The Friddle uh-huh. Show. I missed the oh, that's show an awesome show right there from uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, I blew the the call sign. It's KVXL, not KB. I, I screwed it up for a while, but it's KVXL101.com, Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Trying to get this radio station together. So if you would do anything for me, uh, please tune in, uh, Rocky. In the chat. See, that's my guy. And I, I'm putting him on the spot right now. Can you bring up the link to WHBJ for the chat room? If you can, I appreciate it. Uh, if not, if you go to SteelCityResistance.com, you can find it there. You can find the archives there. But we're trying to make a move seven days a week. But we got to get some of you guys that are on there. I know this is a heavy audience right now. Uh, I got to get you to tune in tomorrow night. You know, 8 p.m., that's when we start. It's seven days a week, 8 p.m., and it'll be a happy day when we can go earlier and earlier and earlier, and pretty soon when we go 24-7, and you uh, are going to have to record this stuff on your own because it won't be archived. But that's the way a real radio station is, and that's what we're going to try to do if you want it, and it'll all be uh, predicated on whether you want it or not. I mean, we have like... How are you just not going to have any sleep? <laughs> I know, right? No, you're going to be helping me, brother. You just don't <laughs> no, know. But I, uh, oh, no, you're going to be... You got 10 to ten to 3, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You got to help out a little bit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for, for uh, sticking around. The Chief Report is up next. Good night and God bless. God to bless. James Chief. James Chief, coming up.